been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your host, J.D. Harris and friends are getting the discussion together. So it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of the man cave, J.D. Harris and friends. What is up, y'all? I felt like it was like the new Tribe Called Quest kicking in. About to do a microphone checker, but, you know, that ain't my deal. What's going on, Rob? Not much, man. How you doing? Pretty good. We got Robert back on, and then we have all the way from, I don't even want to say it wrong, but it's outside of Tennessee. We got Mo P. What's happening, Mo P? What's going on, man? Man, I am just glad to be back on with some other one, some other people besides myself, because it is. I don't know about those people that just talk to themselves. I don't like it. I need some response. And so, so both of y'all just <laughs> go 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 there silent. Really, <laughs> we're just gonna let you talk to yeah. yourself. For a few look, 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 look! How do you keep a butthole in suspense? There you go. <laughs> a little bit, of, a little bit of a torture chamber for you. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, last week we had to take off. I mean, obviously it was just chaos everywhere, and I see some of my people on there, so I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Steph. I see everybody following in, so what's going on, y'all? I appreciate the support, and yes, I am chewing this gum hard because it is cold in the studio. But anyway, Reese, you know, last week, uh, Tuesday was just such a... Uh, eventful, well, it's just so eventful up to that point and a lot going on. So we uh, just had a replay of the show. So we're getting in today. I mean, yeah, this is, you know, the sports, the sports pinnacle right now. Uh, All that's going on, baseball just ended, got the election finally done. Um, And so we're here. So we're going to get you started off right off the bat, Reese, because we know, I, I mean, I hate to me, this is taboo. It's taboo to really talk about basketball during football season for me. And you, uh, you know me can understand why. So <laughs> that's why I'm going to leave it to you because I cannot respectfully really watch basketball, although I did watch the Duke and Kansas game last night, which is usually a no-no for me, but it was just right there and it was calling my name. It's like, dude. Well, you know, the funny thing is that's the one game that I didn't watch uh, last night. I was busy uh, dealing with these kids. Well, I was about to say you know how that is, but currently you don't have any kids. uh, I don't appreciate uh, you putting my business in the streets, man. Man, I'm just saying, I'm trying to help you out. You know, that is somebody might be impressed. You know? Oh, he okay. doesn't have no kids? Oh, oh yeah, he okay. ain't got no kids. I got this cousin. But, you know, every time they say that, that cousin <laughs> is just somebody where the first way they describe her is she has a great personality. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. If that's how you describe your friend or your family member to a single male, Robert, you're in here. When you hear, oh, she has a great personality, what does that mean to you? That means you couldn't think of anything else to say. That's the best thing you could think of. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not shallow how here. You know, I mean, I, I have some things to work on myself. But she has great personality. And I'm like, what else? And hey, it, she's, a be- she's a beautiful person on the inside. That's all that counts, Jay. But it takes me to look at the outside to get to the inside. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me that stuff. <laughs> So, man, oh man. <laughs> dude, Reese, uh, on the side thing, man, it's so freaking cold in this uh, studio. I feel like, I mean, I need a fire. My hands are cold. It's freezing, freezing. So, anyway, because I've digressed, what's going on in your world? Because now Robert doesn't know you. Robert will get to know you. And everybody else that doesn't know Maurice, Maurice probably absorbs how many hours of sports a week? <laughs> oh, I, I I can't call it, man. It's I try to watch as much as I can, even the odd sports that most people don't watch. But uh, you know, with, with with kids, that's been cut down a little bit. But you know, I get home, man. It's it's flipping the channels. You know, I watch badminton and table ten, uh, table tennis. Do you watch you know, darts? On, <laughs> do you watch darts on there too? I know. Don't you watch bowling too, Maurice? Tell the truth. 
Oh, dude, yeah, I, I used to. It, it doesn't come on as frequently as it used to. I, you know, every Saturday uh, afternoon, I, I used to always watch it because that was a dream of mine being on the PBA tour when I was a youngster. But uh, hold up, hold not up. so much today. But wait, wait, dog. He uh, said that you wanted to be on the professional bowling tour. Yeah, you know, I was in league. I, me and my brothers were in leagues for like years. You know, at Lakehurst. And yeah, I know you were in the league. We were in leagues for a I long mean, time. I mean, I was in a league. I mean, I did well in field hockey and PE, and I played pretty good badminton, but I did not. My dreams were not to be on a tour. I mean, I really have to discuss our friendship, Reese. I'm a little concerned now. Dude, man, <laughs> it was alongside of playing, you know, for the Paul Blue Demons. It was alongside of playing baseball for the when – I, when I used to be a hardcore Cubs fan. Fan, but uh, you know that changed around 2003 with the Dusty Baker, you know, stint. But uh, yeah, man, you know, you, kids out there, dream big. Don't limit yourself. You can add. You can oh, have wait a minute. multiple sports. And, you know, don't, don't don't wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Dreaming big. <laughs> did Did you hear this cat? He said, "Dreaming big." Dream big is man, being a know, professional you, you bowler. Wanna, hey, it's easier on the body than football. A, if you want to be a professional, you know, archery, uh, archman, or whatever, marksman, or whatever, you, a professional ice skater, you know, professional badminton. So, Reese, do you, Reese, I'm hearing you, but do you think being a professional Madden player is a sport? Hey, it's man, starting to become a sport. Mad. No, I'm, I'm asking. <laughs> Do you do you classify professional Madden or playing Madden professionally as a sport? No, you thought I said Madden. No, I'm asking because that's how I feel about oh, what no. you're saying with bowling. <laughs> no, even though you know some people are getting paid paid with it, these gamers they're getting paid you know decent money, and it's a uh, growing industry. So look, if you if you have dreams of being a gamer, you know by all means, you know so, I. I wouldn't suggest it to so, my kids. But. I was about to say, so you're one of those guys like me, which is I'm a virtual worker out. So I train virtually. I watch other people train. So does that consider me? <laughs> like, so if I played a video game with someone lifting weights and doing push-ups, does that qualify me as being an athlete? And I should be on nah, ESPN. We'd, we'd have to get your head checked. Then. But but what is the difference of being a professional Madden player or bowler, even though – <laughs> there is some kinetic energy used and stuff like that, but very little because I've seen the average bowler, Maurice. Look, it's all about doing what you love, J.D. Okay, if somebody I... loves Madden that much and wants to monetize it and become a professional Madden player and travel across the country and across the globe to, to participate in Madden tournaments like these, you know, just like the World Series of Poker. You know, these guys are, are professional poker players. Mm. Dang it, you know, those are not sports. <laughs> Robert, what, what, wait, wait. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it's, about, it's, it, it's about monetizing something that you love to do. So, yeah, I, now I agree with that. I agree with monetizing things. Picking flowers could be monetizing something. But I'm saying is playing Madden, bowling, really sports. Robert, what is your thought on that? Well, I think sports is as long as you're competing against somebody and there's a winner and a loser. I think that kind of classifies the sports. You know, some sports may be mental, some may be physical. So know. with that with that definition, if we compete at farting, that's physical. It's mental. You have to endure it. Is that a sport? Hey, I mean, if you score them and you add them up at the end and someone wins, someone loses, it's a sport. Reese? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, I if you Reese. wanted to see who, who could drill the, the furthest distance. You know what I mean? That could be a sport. It's It's about competing. That's what sport is all about. You know, chess. Chess can be looked at as a sport. You know, it's about combat. Why? You know, mano y mano. <laughs> Why do I even talk to you? <laughs> Why do I even talk? Both of you. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, I might as well just go back and talk to myself. I, and I, again, I, I know we're off subject, and this is fine. I'm, I'm fine with this because we need to roll with this for a little bit. So y'all, y'all bear with us. These mugs, and yes, mugs. Do you know what I say? What I mean by mug? 
No. So a mug no. is a person, place, idea, or thing, depends on how we say it. So mug is something that we said in the 80s and 90s, Phil Jackson. Uh, so these mugs are basically anybody, what we want, if we're patting on a table, that could be considered a sport by you guys' Man. definition. And I'm saying, so you should be on, ESPN should cover beats on a table. To me, that's music. Or, but any, so anything that you compete against that requires any physical movement is considered a sport by baseball. If if you want to consider it a sport and there's rules and regulations to whatever you're you're doing, I mean, remember, uh, you know, when I was younger, we used to pitch, pitch pennies. That was a sport. That was a sport. That was gambling, boy. Pitching pennies <laughs> is not a sport. Hey, hey, if football is a sport and, and people gamble on it. Same yeah, but the gamblers don't get credit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but pitching pennies. Dude, how did you quantify? I'm just saying it's, it's, it's competitiveness. Like this conversation. This crack. conversation is very competitive, but pitching pennies <laughs> It's not a sport. Pitching pennies is uh, not a sport. Reese Perry. It takes skill that, level. It takes dexterity. You know what I'm saying? Well, takes, I'm going to take the skill level. High coordination. I'm going to yeah. kick both y'all off. I'm going to take the <laughs> skill level, and we're going to go into break, and we're going to get back on subject a little bit after this debate of what qualifies as a sport. But we'll be back, you guys. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel you're inside the man cave we're ready to talk with you call us at 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to jd harris at high-intensitysports.com now let's get back to the show so we're back, and my friends from the hood, boys from the hood, Maurice and Robert from the, from the favelas and ghettos of Germany he just came from, and then Maurice up in the ghettos and the hoods of Tennessee uh, has just qualified pitching pennies as a sport. And I'm really just kind of, to be honest, I'm thrown off by, you know, you have Michael Jordan, and then you have... Lil Mang that shoot pennies and is <laughs> he is this sounds like a Dave Chappelle episode. So you're gonna say the two are or that one dude that hasn't gotten up for three days because he's been playing Madden, sitting in his drawers, his white holy t shirt, and eating pizza and got it all over the controls. He he's considered an athlete by your terms. If he's <clears throat> He's not doing it for sport. He's not doing it competitively with a with an award out in front of him. You know. What I'm yes, saying? he is. That, he could be competing oh. online. Well, okay. If he if he's competing for an award, then it can be considered sport. It's the same with golf. 
you know, you brought up Jordan. Jordan plays, you know, $1,000 per hole. You know, is that, it, it, and, and, and you're probably one that doesn't consider golf a sport. Absolutely you know, not. <laughs> I do not consider golf a sport. I don't care what y'all say. That's a skill. It's a skill. A sport is different than, to me, just a skill. Hey, they consider it, it takes athleticism, dude. Why, why, why do you think Tiger Woods has struggled so, so much over the last few years? Not, not because of, you know, his indiscretion. Well, wait, yeah, Tiger you know? Woods threw his back out because of his indiscretions, boy. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, real talk, real talk. Golf, you know, I, I play golf not as much as I, I used to, but I, I used to play a ton of golf. It's a sport, man. Any any little injury, any little knee problem, back problem, your 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 gameplay is gonna suffer. Look at Ben Roethlisberger, you know, uh, last uh, two weeks ago when he first came back off a of, you know injury. You know, he 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 didn't look right because he was injured. Same with golf, and Re- same with pitching tennis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you guys are purposely trying to get underneath my skin <laughs> because, I, I mean, I really can't feel like I could go on with anything with, with either of you right now. And Robert's sitting there. I mean, it, it's like, dog, you just compared playing Madden, pitching pennies, and golf to... I'm just saying, dude. So... If you had to get your all-athletic team, and I take Michael Jordan, I take Bo Jackson, I take Deion Sanders, and you take Sugarfoot. We actually had a Sugarfoot that grew up with us, but I don't know if you pitched pennies. Shorty G. (laughs) And Rob, I I mean, what kind of gangster name? What was was some of your homies' name in Tucson, the street, Mean Streets of Tucson? I don't know. We just call each other by our names. We don't really have any, like... That's a whole other subject. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we have a few. I just can't think of any of the Yeah, I had nobody named Pumpkin? Nah. That's funny, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call one of my friends Pumpkin. I actually have a friend of mine right now. Yeah, you, you, you had no Pumpkins, no Babies, no nothing in Tucson? No, no Joomba. No Joomba. Nah, man. Lil D? No. I'll call my friend Dante Lil D. Man, see, you've missed a whole urban life of growing up. So, but obviously, you've been influenced by people, even like Maurice, that think pitching pennies is a sport. So, at some point in your life, which is, I'm finding it hard. I'm putting them on blast because my guy graduated from Dixie State. So that even that don't even sound right. <laughs> I know they weren't pitching pennies at Dixie State. They were probably doing something else. But corn. <coughs> Tipping cows at Dixie State. The, all they did was it's it's a bunch of Mormons up there. It's um, not really. You know, what, what sports did you guys do out there that were non-traditional sports? While while we're on this off subject, play water pong. You know, you got the water pong. You got uh. Now wait, know. wait, wait! You ain't got a lot of kick it, Craig. Y'all really play <laughs> water pong, or did y'all play beer pong? Hey man, you can get some water pong and get the target practice in. Oh, but the target practice. Okay, okay. He's keeping it clean, y'all. He didn't want to tell his parents what he was doing with their money. (laughs) It was all going to food. Don't worry. All right, yeah. Hey, your son ain't a liar. He's just getting taller every time he tells a lie. (laughs) So, anyway, hey, Reese, man, what's going on with – so what have you been watching with basketball? Talk to us, baby. Well, you know, I I watched a couple of games uh, with, with college. And, you know, nothing surprising so far. Um, <clears throat> you know, w- one thing I'm looking at is uh, Michigan State. You know, this is their almost annual pre- or non-conference tough schedule that uh, ends up preparing them for the rest of the season, especially the postseason. I think they've taken two, two L's uh, to, you know, top-notch teams. But... um it's just a gauge that they, you know, that uh, they use going forward. So I expect them to be at the top of the Big Ten coming, uh, you know, as, as the season progresses. Kentucky looks like that team to beat right now. You know, I, I watched a bit of that game last night, where they basically 
steamrolled. I, I can't remember who they played, actually. It's, it's been such a blur the last 24 hours, but they put a beat down on somebody. But uh, I, I think that, you know, this is going to be one of those years where you're going to see more of the major names, you know, at, at the top, at, you know, the cream of the crop, um, and not too many, you know, surprise mid-majors uh, when it, when we get to the tournament time. But, you know, it's, it's too early to tell right now. Now, real uh, fast, did you hear the—I the, heard parts of it, but did you hear the dialogue, I guess, uh, Bill Self kind of threw some shade at Mike Krzyzewski because, you know, he's now saying, okay— it's okay if we sign the guys that are one and done. Did you hear anything about that, did you, either one of you? No, I did You know what? I saw a headline about that, like, late last night, but I, I didn't get the full it's, story. So, of it. basically, uh, you know, Mike Krzyzewski has conceded to saying, all right, you know, even though it's kind of it started with, wasn't Elton Brand the first guy to leave early for him or Jason Williams? Well, I think it was Elton Brand. Um so basically, Mike Shashevsky was like, "Hey, all the teams we're playing have guys that are one and done, so you know we might as well go ahead and do the same deal." And so uh, Bill Self basically was saying, "Oh, and this is what I've got gathered. I did, I'm not going to say these are facts because I didn't hear it all, but so what I've surmised was Bill Self was saying, "Oh, now it's okay because Mike Shashevsky is doing it. Duke is doing it." But before it wasn't acceptable <laughs> until Duke was doing it, I was like, "Ooh." Well, he's a standard well, you know of college that. basketball, so I mean, whatever Mike Shusevsky does, it must be acceptable. You sound like you don't like Duke. I don't. I'm an Arizona fan. <laughs> you know, and that's that's Bill Self. Also, Bill Self is uh, one of those guys that you know he. Who can I compare him to? He, he's kind of like a—I I can't even say Phil Jackson, but a guy. He has one title under his belt, but I think that he believes that he's a much better coach than he actually is. <laughs> and I, I don't say that because you know, as a Illinois alum, you know, he was there when when I was there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> you know, so it, it was a bit of a some bitter. Uh, bitter feelings when he left for for Kansas from Illinois, but um, he's just always been one of those guys that I think you know believes that his name should be mentioned in the same breath as let's say a, a Roy Williams and and, and uh, Krzyzewski and, and Dean Smith. Huh? His record doesn't bear <laughs> out that you know that way though. Gotcha. So it's a bit of jealousy there. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 which probably made his win that much better last night. I mean, for a while, you know, Kansas was giving it to Duke. Uh, and I think in the last, like, two or three minutes, Duke made a, a, a run, and they just couldn't finish the deal. And so it was shock. I, I mean, I'm a Duke guy going back to Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner and Grant Hill and those guys. So that, for me, I – I can't. I probably could name two people from Kansas, but then again, I'm not much of an avid basketball college basketball watcher. Is typically around championship weekend, which will be held where or week here uh, with the you know, March Bat or Final Four. So um, that's pretty pretty much when I tune in uh, to basketball. <laughs> what's going on in the NBA? Uh, you know, quick run, run around. What, what's going on with that? Well, you know, there's a couple of surprises. Uh, number one, in the East, you have Charlotte, who's, you know, exceeding a ton of expectation. I think Mike has uh, done a good job of <clears throat> putting some core pieces around Kimba, okay. uh, Kimba Walker. Mm-hmm. And I think them, you know, moving uh, Al Jefferson actually helped out a lot as well. That makes room for uh, a big guy from... Well, it's kind of, I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, yeah, now. Frank, Frank yeah. Kaminsky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, and I thought that uh, was a big pickup for uh, for Charlotte to get him because I liked his game in college. I thought Kaminsky was a solid player. Well, you know, he, he fits the, the, the trend now with the, the stretch fours, and he's able to, you know, do more than just shoot from the perimeter. He's also able to put the ball on the floor and, and, and get to the rack as well for his side. So, you know, Charlotte is a, a – very pleasant surprise. 
in the in the East, Cleveland is is rolling. I, I thought that Toronto was gonna steal a win last night in Cleveland, but they put the clamps down, and that dude Kyrie showed up in the latter part of the fourth. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Kyrie Irving is night, a ball player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, a surprise thing, you know, in the in the West is the Lakers. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody saw them. Um, you know, competing the way they are right now. So with you know, that, for them to be, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. So with that, so with the Lakers uh, winning or playing the way they're playing, is that an indictment on Kobe from last year, or is it more of a praise for um, the new coach? I think it's a little bit of both. Really, I, I think it's a little. You know, Luke Walton. Walton you know, <clears throat> it's it's no coincidence that he's he's you know, doing as well as he is when, you know, even though he had all that talent last year when Steve Kerr was out at Golden State, but uh-huh. he was coaching. You know, you still got to push the right buttons to oh yeah, you still have... to, you know, perform. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's, you know, with this young squad that the Lakers have, he's been able to do that. And you saw the thrash and they put on Golden State, uh, was that, last week. You know, he's a very good coach. Now, granted, he knows, you know, the ins and outs of that squad and, you know, how how to play against them. But, you know, other than that, I mean, who would have thought that, at you know, this early in the season, the Lakers would be above 500? It's yeah, I, I definitely. I don't know about you, Robert. Did you think that? The, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have to say I was definitely shocked that the Lakers are playing as well as they're playing. Um the Bulls still scare me. Uh, I mean, I think about like a team like the Bulls before we go into break. I'm concerned about the miles on the legs of the players that they acquired, the key players that they acquired. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how that turns out, but um, we're going to kind of move on for basketball a little bit. Uh, we're going to break and talk about this college football because. It was crazy last week, and we don't want to let that slip by. So uh, we'll be back in a sec. You guys come back on and check us out. Get your drink. Get your food. Your internet flagship station for sports. sports. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So for those of you guys that are following on through our uh, Facebook Live, if you go to voiceamerica.com uh, and select the Man Cave, you can hear uh, Maurice on is a little different because today I actually have done a show from the studio, so you can't hear clearly everybody that's coming in and things like that. So, But anyway, for those of you that are tuned in uh, via online, hey, we appreciate you. We love you. So anyway, we're going to get into... Uh, the NCAA football, man, championship week, 
And I've said this before and I'll say it again. And I know it sounds like a broken record, but there is so much parody in college football. And last week, we saw four teams, four perennial top 10 teams go down. Robert, uh, I mean, t- get us in. What, what's your thoughts? What you see, Mike? Man, so all I got to say is the playoff committee is going to be busy. They're going to be very busy these next couple of weeks because there's this cluster of teams at the top, and they're going to be fighting yeah. for those four spots. So, so here's our top. Here's the top ten. We got Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, L- Louisville, Washington, Wisconsin, Penn State, Orlando. I mean, our Oklahoma can read my writing, <laughs> and Colorado. Uh, so you got that top four: Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson. Uh, real fast, Reese. Out of the game, so we're going to go back to the game. Are you still on, Reese? Yeah, I'm here. So it's clear cut. Right now, Bama is clearly, according to their schedule and according to their games, of hit ahead of everyone else. I mean, is that safe, safe to say? Yes. What about you, Reese? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they're head and shoulders <clears throat> better than uh, everybody else in college football. Uh, the only the only exception, perhaps, it would be Ohio State. I think they're probably the only team that could uh, get close to matching up with them on both sides of the ball. Some would say Clemson, but I think the way that Clemson has played throughout the year, and even though that that uh, they sometimes <clears throat> you know play down a competition and then get up for big games. I don't see that consistency this year, so I'd say Ohio State will be probably the closest uh, squad that uh, give Alabama a run. But that ain't saying much either. Yeah, I would look at this, and I would say that, I don't know about you, Robert, but I feel like we're all saying Ohio State you know, could probably or could match up with them. But I think even though Michigan took that loss, and I, that's one of the games we're going to talk about against Iowa, well, Iowa's a good opponent. It's not like they were just – I mean, the Big Ten is actually a good conference this year. I mean, a strong conference. It's not like you go back 10, 15 years ago where, you know, you're playing these teams, uh, you know, when the Big Ten gets to the Rose Bowl and stuff like that and they get smoked because the speed is a difference. Uh, that's not the case anymore. So, I mean, Michigan losing to Iowa by one point is not so much a bad deal. I think Michigan can match up with Alabama. And I'm not – this is coming from a Notre Dame-Ohio State fan. Well, I think, well, I think Michigan, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, I was going to say Michigan, Michigan and Alabama, they both you know, have similar playing styles, that smash-mouth type football. You know, Jim Harbaugh brought that to Michigan. Alabama's been like that for a while. I think their playing styles can be interesting to watch. Because and, and it's, a, it's the, the lineman up front. What, uh, what were you going to say, Reese? Well, the, the only thing is uh, Michigan's quarterback has a broken collarbone, so he's going to be out for I don't know how many weeks. It's not on his throwing arm, but still that, that's going to affect him but, going forward. But... <clears throat> What what uh, what's very interesting about the Big Ten is, and I'm I'm pretty sure you're aware of it. Uh, let's say if you know everybody holds you know holds up their end of the bargain and comes down to the Ohio State uh, Michigan game at the end of the season, Ohio State beats Michigan, Penn State goes to the uh, Big Ten championship. Yeah. So well, that throws a huge monkey wrench into the little selection committee uh-oh. effort. And who says Penn State wins this week? You know, I mean, I, I'm still – I look at – first of all, I look at Washington, and I look at even the recent emergence of Penn State. I look at them just like I looked at the Minnesota Vikings. I was like, they were teams that everybody they're, – they're looking hot. And, you know, and I like James Franklin, and so it's nothing personal, but I just don't think when it comes down to it, I think, you know, if, with the Ohio State-Michigan game, I still – with me and what I've seen in football and what would be a seat filler is Michigan, Ohio State, Louisville, or I'll say Louisville or Clemson beat them, so, or Clemson and Alabama. I think that is, I mean, seeing that right now they're not going to 18, so that's not even worth putting in the argument for. 
But if you put those teams in there, I think you get good quality bowl game football, championship football. I mean, what's your thoughts with that, Reese? Well, I think, <clears throat> you know, the part, you, you know my take on this whole college playoff system. To begin with, I've been talking about this for the last three, four years. You know, to get a legitimate uh, champion, you're going to have to expand it to not just eight teams, but 16 teams. And 16 uh, is fair. 16 teams is fair. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, because there's no excuse, I think the FCS, you know, they have a 32-team playoff with, like, the top eight, I think, having a bye the first uh, week of the playoffs. So there's, there's absolutely no excuse that anybody could make in regards to logistics or any – because, you know, plans can be made. You know, yeah. and, and my model was, you know, having the top seeds host for the first two two rounds. But none, nonetheless, you know, uh, people will be happy with whatever four they, they come up with. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think that we can derive a, a true champion because, I mean, somebody's going to get left out. You know, Clemson, uh, they, <clears throat> you know, if, I think if they run the table, win the ACC championship, they're going to get in. Uh, what's going to happen is for the second year in a row, I think uh, the Pac-12 uh, is going to be left out of yeah, the equation. And, and, and I, don't you feel like the Pac-12 should be left out of the equation? I mean, to well, be honest. See, I don't know, man. Quite honestly, I don't know because, you know, everybody looks at, you know, the Oregon, you know, Oregon and uh, USC and UCLA. And they've gotten smoked looking, by all these other places. <clears throat> I mean. Well, the thing is, you have other teams in that division that are good now. Let, let's don't and let's not sleep on a Washington State. Let's not sleep on you know a Colorado, but, you know, or or even a Utah. You know, Utah is a, a they're two lost team. Yeah, to go into and beat. I, I agree, but I'm saying when they get outside of that, when they've played these other teams, they've lost to these other conferences. You know. Like by yeah. more, more convincingly, but here's the other thing I look at. Like you look at the Big Twelve. I mean, wh- to me, why is Oklahoma in the top ten? I just don't think Oklahoma is. is the, I think the Big Twelve. You no, know, I, I know it's going to tick some people off, and you know, but I just don't. Even though they got the teams up there, who wants to see those teams in a championship? I mean, or in a playoff? I don't think they're necessarily deserving of the playoffs because their conference, you know, Ohio State State beat Oklahoma. So, you well, know. That's true. And, and, and you know, we, we can look at, like, like you said, you know, Pac-12, you know, out-of-conference, non-conference schedules are all weak for the most part. And, and, the, and the one marquee matchup that we did see first, first week of the season, USC and Alabama, that was a blowout. But, you know, this USC team is not the same team as, as the one that played Alabama. They've matured and they're playing some very, very good football right yeah, now. Yeah, and if that but, same UFC team that is now goes and plays Alabama, Alabama crushes them still. Oh, you know, Bama, Bama still win, you know, no doubt. I'm, I'm not saying that they won't, but we can't just say, oh, you know, these – because, man, look, I mean, you heard the term, and any given Sunday. Well, in this case, any given Saturday. You know, we just talked about mediocrity in football. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, or, or, I, I didn't say mediocrity. mediocrity I said parody. No, 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 not, not, not me. Well, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Uh, parody in, in, in college football. And that's true. Okay. You know, any, any, given, any given Saturday, you could have a 500 team or, or just below 500 team beat a team that's 750. Okay, it, it, it happens. Okay, and so changing gears, talking about parity, we have the NFL through week ten. Uh, it was like a hundred ten of the. It was like through week ten, most of the games were one score play differences in the in the games. So the games were played very close, and it said through week ten it was hundred ten uh, one score uh, victories. So. Uh, and as we're going to the NFL, you know, it, it's a lot going on with that, and I want to get into that because I, we know we're going to kind of run short on time today. But, you know, you're looking at some of the top stories. You had 
first of all, the situation with Tony Romo, you know, when they finally made the announcement and, you know, one can say that Jerry Jones played it wise and played it smart, you know, made sure before he made a move that Dak was the dude and Dak is that dude. And all that, I mean, Stevie Wonder, I think, even said he saw the way Prescott played and Romo is not the starter. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, Robert, what's your thought on, like, you know, that whole, did you see the situation with Tony Romo? And- yeah, I mean, and it's, it's happened, you know, um, we saw with Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady and then Drew Bledsoe again with Tony Romo, mm-hmm. you know, and now you're seeing the passing of the torch this time to Dak Prescott and, you know, the ball's rolling right now for Dak, so. And I feel like, and I don't know about you, Reese, I don't feel like it was even left to question. I mean, when you had one or two turnovers, one a fumble, one an interception from Dak Prescott, a rookie, and you see that the playbook is opening up, the diversity in the play calls that they're making, you know, they're just not throwing slants, and, you know, they're they're hitting different things around the field. uh, What's your thoughts with Dak, Reese? Well, I, think, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I agree with you. I, I think we we saw uh, the writing on the wall with Dak, you know, right around week five, I think, uh, saying, well, you know, this dude, he deserves a starting job because we, we saw it, and especially with the balance that they were playing with. But I think what Jerry Jones wanted to see was how he performed uh, at Pittsburgh uh, this past weekend. Because if you look at Dallas' schedule up until then, it's it was watered. pretty much, you know, with the exception <laughs> of uh, Philadelphia, uh, it was pretty much a, a schedule, a weak schedule. Yeah, uh, Dallas now, played a very weak schedule, <clears throat> and so it actually uh, it actually boded well for Dallas to kind of ease Dak into the, the the entire process, where they didn't have to overload him with everything. Plus, they're relying heavily on Ezekiel, so that helped well. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that now, well, we'll talk about this when we come back for break. Where does Tony Romo go for here? We'll talk about Jared Goff and some of the other things that's going on in the league. So we'll be back. to the pros we we, we cover everything everything. let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter formerly with the Arizona Cardinals San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lassiter's Sports Talk it's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time 12 noon Eastern Time get ready for an unpredictable fun and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports that's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, so we were talking before we went to the break about um, Tony Romo, the whole situation with Dak. So real fast, the reason I'm going to ask you is I'm going to go to Robert. What? Where do you foresee Tony Romo going 
if anywhere? Well, there's a, there's a couple of locations that I think uh, he can land and be successful right away. Uh, the one location is Denver. I think a majority of the people, you know, the sports pundits have uh, talked about Denver being a possible location for him to end up, <clears throat> you know, end up at if he gets waived or traded or whatever. Uh, two other locations. So you said Denver. And, be, and, and, and I'm going to interject real fast on that yep. one spot, and I'm going to let you get the other place. But I think if he goes to Denver, Denver is almost in the same situation except for, or actually Tony Romo puts himself, subjects himself to being in the same situation that he already is in because he's going to go in and Paxton Lynch eventually has to play. And so he's going to go in and maybe through week four and then Paxton Lynch, the, the cry for their rookie or their second-year player comes. But that's just my thought. What, what was your next spot? Uh, the two others are Houston and Jacksonville. I think uh, Houston could definitely uh, use an upgrade because, you know, I, I think that's the one-week link of their team, just the inconsistency at QB. And, and then with Blake Bortles, I mean, he, he just looks like a shell of himself, which wasn't much to begin with. Um, so I, I think that, and and they have some good pieces down there. Yeah, I, I, so crazy. I, Jacksonville it. is definitely underachieving from what I felt like they put into place. But I, I, me personally, Royal Robert, where do you see Tony going? I don't have a specific destination, but I think you know he's going to be he's going to play that mentor role the rest of this season, and I think he might be hopping around as a backup the next couple seasons. See, but if I'm Tony, I'm looking at Chicago because. They're going to have to get a rookie. And right now, Chicago will do the Chicago thing. They'll play, they'll win the games at the end that takes them out of contention of probably getting what they need. Uh, Tony Romo is not going to Cleveland because he already knows. It's just, you know, first of all, they have a rookie that's there. Um, and just what's going on there, and he doesn't have the pieces and. He just knows the disparity. That's where you find a, stick your shovel in the grave and just jump in, you know, to the grave. Where Chicago, I think he looks at it and it's like he's a little bit closer to where he grew up. Um, he's what now he becomes because the Bears practice in Lake Forest. He's 25 minutes from where he grew up, you know. And uh, I think that to me, that might be the place that makes sense for him. Uh, because if you, you know, I know Reese, you said Jacksonville and Houston, and I think about Houston, well, their money is already tied up into um, seven, six, seven, what's his name again? Paxton Lynch. <laughs> no, not, uh, Houston scoreback, uh, Denver, Reese. Why can't we think of his name? So anyway, I couldn't think. I couldn't think of his name yeah. from ASU. That from, just shows you how, how Brock Osweiler. Brock, yeah, so impacting. Yeah, Brock, Brock Osweiler. Brock, yeah. So <laughs> they just tied all that money into Brock. They're not going to give Tony, and Tony is not going to feel like he wants to come into a situation where he has to compete with a semi younger guy. You know, I think they just give Brock another off season where he gets better. But then Chicago is the only place, or and because. You know, the Jets is, is kind of in turmoil, but you have the weapons. But then you look at it, and then you have to look at the familiar, familiarity of the system. And I think that's where Chicago, Jacksonville, and possibly Jets may make sense. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to uh, and, say. In Arizona. The Jets. But Arizona, because Bruce will prefer to bring in, you, if you look at his history when he's gone to other places, even though he wasn't a guy pulling him in, but Bruce usually brings in a lot of veteran quarterbacks because he doesn't really want to reteach them. He's coming from that Bill Walsh uh, mentality where we go let other teams develop quarterbacks and then we take them. <laughs> you know, I mean, but then is Arizona really going to go in or is it that time for the Cardinals to say, okay, Carson Palmer, you're done. We bring you in, Tony Romo. You're only going to play another year or two, and then you broke off because you're 35 years old. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you get that. But then on that same note of being another man's trash is another man's treasure, you had uh, Seattle got rid of Christian Michael, and Green Bay gets an early Christmas present because they need a running back. <laughs> 
Did you see that, Reese? True. And, and I think I think that's big for Green Bay in a very dismal uh, division or that they can come back and still have a fight in this thing. Um, and that, Absolutely. Even though they got mollywhopped, which I actually predicted they would by Tennessee because people are asleep on Tennessee. When you have a quarterback that can run and he's pretty efficient with passing and taking care of the ball, and then they got a stable of running backs, it's like Alabama on the pro league in terms of the running game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, being down here, <clears throat> you know, uh, fan base is getting excited. You know, uh, you, you hear more chatter about the Titans, which, which is a good thing. And I, I think that Mariota, here's the thing, you know, I, I've watched just about every game this year. And Mariota doesn't put the ball on the ground. They play very competitive and they can win some games. You know, it's, when he turns the ball over by mostly by fumble. He hasn't thrown too many picks, but uh, he's been fumbling the ball a lot. He's yep. covered quite a, quite a few of them, but uh, some some have been lost. So, and and those have cost the game. You know, Taylor Lewan, which is another subject matter yep. for another day. He needs to get his mind right. So, but uh, they they can definitely they're in this thing in the in the yeah, AFC South. I would so agree. And, and, and with that, with that being noted, you know, before we get out and close, it's just some other things real fast. The league MVP race is not a given to me, uh, you know, and maybe we'll talk about this next week, you know, and, and it'll show because I, I brought a, I broached the uh, subject of why isn't um, David Johnson considered an MVP? You have Derek Carr, an MVP candidate. I don't think Ezekiel just gets it. I mean, Ezekiel doesn't get touched until he gets five yards, you know, past the line of scrimmage. Uh, so just, you know, over the weekend, you guys feel free to leave a note on our Facebook page or, you know, bringing it up the subject to have a little dialogue on that. But, you know, going into this week, some the, just so you guys know, they're moving Thursday night games to NBC, smart move NFL, you're losing ratings. Uh, that was a power move. But some key games this week to me are Carolina versus New Orleans because it's uh, division uh, incom- uh, implications. Uh, you have Baltimore and Dallas, which Baltimore needs this to survive. Philly at Seattle, same thing. Green Bay at Washington. So there's a lot of uh, games that are at this point in time having to decide because not ev- anything is just given. But uh, the one thing I do want to give is thanks to you all that are listening. And, Reese, I'm glad to have you on. I can't wait to see you on the other end through, via Skype and stuff like that. And if you guys have things throughout the week you want to post, please do so. Robert, and just so you all know, Robert will be doing some things with us on the Man Page and Man Cave page. Uh, He's our intern, and he's coming in and doing some talking. He's a communications major. So, hey, guys, give a shout-out to Robert. But thank you all for joining us. And we didn't do the picks this week, but I might post them up. And so we would love to have some banter on Facebook. But thank you all for listening, and we are out of here. And one last thing, way to go, Mayor Oilers, making the playoffs. And sad your season ended early, but way to fight, fellas. All right, we are out of here. Peace. Peace. All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and friends on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.